Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on this episode. I want to talk about the terrible beasts of comparison and imposter syndrome. Do you ever struggle with feeling like you're totally inadequate? You shouldn't be doing the job you're doing, the role you're doing, the vocation you're doing. Do you struggle with, I don't have all the gifts and talents of so-and-so as a leader, or I don't have the tools and the budget and the volunteer base like so-and-so's church does? Do you get on to Facebook groups and feel like you are less than? Well, today's episode, we're going to address those things because as somebody who's wrestled with these two things, they can be very, very dangerous. And so I want to stop and say, this episode, I think, is going to hit close to home for all of us because I'm literally looking at myself in the recording and I know I'm talking to me too. So let's dive into this episode talking about imposters and comparisons, the big beast of Kidmin on this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. So let's dive in. Let me ask you, first of all, what is the imposter syndrome? Some of you have heard of it. Maybe you haven't heard about the imposter syndrome. But imposter syndrome is basically like this. Most psychologists describe it this way, that it's the doubting of your ability. It's the constant feeling or nagging feeling of being fraudulent or incompetent. And research shows that 70% or more of us struggle. Men, women, it's equal across the board. We all struggle with feeling like we're an imposter, that we're wearing a mask a lot of the time. And I think sometimes that's it. I've talked to some people who are really well-known, who are quote-unquote Christian celebrities, and they would tell you, that they don't always see themselves like the world sees them. In fact, that's part of why they love going back home because the people that know them at home know them just who for, for who they are, not for what the fan base thinks they are. And sometimes that happens to us in church world too, that we think we have to put on a persona. We have to have a stage version and an at-home version. And let me tell you, that's a very dangerous, dangerous way to live. Uh, Paul David Tripp talks about it in his book, Dangerous Calling, and several other authors that I've been researching for uh, KMC Coaching and Restoring Leaders talk about this idea of having a stage life and a backstage life. And one of those things that happens is we fall into this imposter syndrome. We think we can't be real and genuine with people. 
And, you know, I think a lot of this is attributed to even the social media. I have never lived in a day, never thought I would see a day where everybody lives their life and posts everything they do on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Everybody now is out there and has a portable TV studio in their hand and thinks, hey, everybody wants to see my life. And so I'm going to take the best picture. I'm going to put the best angle. I'm going to do this and that. And we all know that's not real. And it's funny how when somebody finally does strip off the makeup and show themselves unpolished and untouched and retouched, I should say, that everybody's like, oh, wow, that's so real and authentic. Well, why is that such a big deal? Well, because imposter syndromes become a big deal. We're not living the way God wired us or told us we should live. And a lot of that's because we're sinful beings. And our pride and our arrogance gets out of control at times. And we want people to think we are better than we are. James talks a lot about that, about don't think yourself higher than you ought, because it's dangerous. But unfortunately, imposter syndrome creeps in. So what are some of the triggers? Well, I think some of the triggers are, and from my research, says that being a perfectionist. Perfectionism is one of those things that drives us. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be lined up. Everything's got to be blop, 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 you know, <laughs> have its space, whatever. And sometimes those who struggle with being perfect also struggle very deeply with imposter syndrome because they don't want the world to see their flaws. They don't want the world to see their insecurities, their imperfections the things that they're not so good at. Sometimes it's those that are high achievers. But uh, those of you that are the ones that would say, well, I'm neither one of those things. I'm not a perfectionist. I'm not an achiever. I'm just a creative. I'm a messy. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a perfectionist. Um, I certainly don't do anything perfect. Um, I'm a master of all trades and, or, you know, yeah, see, I may even mess that <laughs> a jack of all trades and a master of none. See, I'm not perfect. Wow. Way to go, Tom. You know, guys, I'm just trying to be real with you that even us messies and us creatives can struggle with imposter syndrome because we don't want the perfectionists to think we're messy and that we're disorganized or that we have a different way of doing our organization. And so it's one of those things that, that uh, you have to watch out for. And there is a difference between having some self-doubt and imposter syndrome, though. And some of that's by frequency. We all can have self-doubts in different areas. But if you're constantly spinning around in your mind and you're working extra hard just to show people your best side, you're dealing more with imposter syndrome than just self-doubt. And oftentimes anxiety creeps into this as well. When you become very anxious over how people will perceive you, then you're struggling with this. Pervasive self-doubt, always looking back at the past and seeing all of the flaws is part of this imposter syndrome. When you get something good, you attribute it to just dumb luck instead of God's provision and blessing. 
You know, you're always looking for validation. And this is a big one um, for people that struggle with imposter syndrome, that you're always looking for validation, especially from those who you idolize, who you look up to, who you think maybe are the the so-called celebrity, the famous. You want them to affirm you and tell you how wonderful it is. It's amazing how many people I follow on Instagram and and I've peeked in on TikTok, not very much, but enough to see how there are people who have multiple accounts and how they're liking their own accounts, but they're also tagging people that maybe they know, maybe they don't know, I don't know, but uh, they're looking for them to notice it too. And when they do, then they retweet it and reblog it and re-Instagram it, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Because you want to say, hey, look, see, so-and-so noticed me. Check this out. That's dealing with imposter syndrome. And ultimately, guys, what this addresses is our sinful nature, our pride and our arrogance, because we want man to affirm us. Now, I'm not saying that having somebody say, great job, good work, liking a photo is a bad thing. No. But if you're obsessed with it, if that's how it makes or breaks your day, if you're worried about it more than you should, let the Spirit judge that in you, not me, not my words. But I will tell you, the Spirit has shown me many times that I have to wrestle and be careful that I'm not trying to do things to try to impress other people. I've worked hard over the last few years with the Lord. <laughs> and my father knows how hard I've begged him to just keep me humble, to keep me real, to keep me in a place that my words and my actions are authentic and that people who know me intimately and those who only see me online or at conferences or listen to this podcast, that the same Tom Bump is the same Tom Bump, if you get what I'm saying. I don't want to be an imposter. I don't want anybody to look at my life. I'll never forget hearing the story of a famous pastor who would preach at giant conferences and crusades and all this and how somebody came up alongside his son one day and said, man, what? it's got to be amazing to be so-and-so's son. And he said, honestly, it's the worst thing ever. You have no idea what it's like. And it definitely wasn't a positive. Ouch. I don't ever want to be like that. I don't think you do either. So ultimately, how do we address this? What do we do? Well, we have to turn to Scripture because that's our only hope, to turn to our Heavenly Father and our Holy Spirit and ask them to be close and real and guard our hearts and our minds and our mouth and our eyes and our fingers and our social media accounts to say, okay, God, I want to be who you created me to be. So who did he create you to be? He created you in his image. So are you reflecting his image or the image you think people need to see? You know, I had somebody hit me with this a long time ago think I was about 19 and they thought I was pretty full of myself and I probably was. <laughs> think I was. I, w I won't just say I probably was. I was. 
And they said, you know, you need to realize that God is the one who raises people up and takes them down. You're expendable. So just be you. I needed to hear those hard words. Maybe you need to hear those words. But the writer of Romans says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. And I want you to put offer your mind, your social media account. I want you to offer those in view of God's mercy, offer them as a sacrifice. Are they holy and pleasing to God? Because this is your spiritual act of worship. I hope you don't mind the bump paraphrase there this morning, this during this podcast, but I feel like we I needed to hear that, and hopefully somebody else did too. Maybe this is just for me. But it also says in verse two, then do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is to be something we're not. And if we're going to reach the next generation and help them follow closely to Christ, it's got to start with us. If you struggle getting leaders, let me tell you, check your heart, check your attitude, check your mind. Oftentimes, the answer is not in some gimmick, some theme, some campaign. It's in us. I learned that the hard way. So many times I kept looking for the next campaign and the next buzz to help me. And ultimately, it was me. I was in the way. And when I got out of the way and I really submitted myself as a living sacrifice and asked God to make me holy, pure and holy, and that everything I would do would be an act of worship, and that I would not conform, meaning I would not identify with this world. I wanted to stand out and be different. And the only way I could do that was to transform my mind, to renew it. Because then it says, and here's our answer for imposter syndrome. If you want to test what's right and good and what's God's will, then renew your mind. Give it up to him. Let him take care of your appearance before others. Let him take care of your flaws and your inadequacies. Because trust me, you don't have any in Christ. Because he promises he will be all that we need. And one of the ways we fix our mind and we renew our mind is asking ourselves some questions. And I hope these will be helpful to you. Ask yourself when you're thinking about these things and wondering, are you uh, feeling fraudulent and incompetent and unworthy? Is that really accurate and true? Is that how God sees you? You need to reframe your thoughts. Is this truly a valid belief? If not, flip it and make repeat to yourself in an affirmation through God's word what is right and what is true. What does God say about you? He promises that every good and perfect gift is from above and it comes down from the Father of lights. 
with whom there's no variations. There's no shadow of change. There's no finicky up and down with too many likes or too many dislikes or not enough likes. God is all. And we need to embrace God's blessing. When God blesses you with something wonderful and amazing, embrace it, rejoice in it, celebrate it. Don't be ashamed of it. But for some reason in this world, we've come to just condemn or dislike success and blessing. We have a hard time celebrating when somebody gets something good. Man, is that bad? Just shows sometimes how much of an imposter we are. And I don't like that in me. We need to embrace God's blessing. And sometimes we just need to talk it out. Talk it out with our Father. Talk it out with the Spirit. Talk it out with the Word and the Son. Sometimes we need to talk it out with a good trusted friend or mentor or coach. Just say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? If you see me post something on social media that seems fraudulent and struggling with imposter, I'm trying to improve myself, would you call me out on it? <laughs> That's a tough one, but we need people like that that can say, hey, just be who you are. You don't have to pose everything. In fact, sometimes you don't have to post everything. You don't have to like your own posts. <laughs> just trust God for the results. Trust God for who he called you to be and be content in it. You don't have to be more. You don't have to try to be more. Let God raise you up. Because he says, if you humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, he will lift you up in due time when it's right. So that's imposter syndrome. Now let's talk about the beast of comparison because boy, is this one a dangerous one. And this one really seems to hit a lot of leaders, especially in the summertime, because we think, well, I don't have much. I'm Maybe you're in a smaller church and you're looking at all the bigger churches with all the bells and whistles during vacation Bible school season, and you're struggling just to get a few decorations up on the wall and on the stage and hope for, you know, three or four kids to show up. Listen, don't fall into that comparison monster. Teddy Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. Someone else said, it's not only the thief of joy, but it's the stretcher of truth. Yeah, it takes truth away from us and makes it a lie. Because we start believing the lies around us. Believing that we don't have everything we need. When scripture says exactly that God will give us everything we need. But again, comparison monster and the imposter syndrome, they kind of go together. And Galatians 1.10 says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. It's the English standard version. But I like how it reads. Am I now seeking the approval of man or am I seeking of God? Am I trying to please man more than God? And if I am, if I am trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. 
see how the enemy wants us to doubt our, our abilities and doubt the gifts that God has given you and me? The enemy is not creative. I love how my mentor Jim Weidman said it to me not that long ago. The devil's not creative. He's going to come at you with the same weapons because he doesn't have any anything else. And self-doubt is one of those things. Did God really say that he's all we need? That he will provide according to his riches and glory? <laughs> and yet we still push for more, 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 more. Especially we as North Americans, we've got all the, you know, the American dream that we have to provide, that we have to have the biggest and the best, the brightest and the loudest, the glitz and the glamour. And that's not what it's all about. That's not what life's about. That's not what ministry is about. That's not what reaching people with the gospel is. But let me tell you, if we have things, we're to boast in Christ. We're to praise him for it because he is the good father and the giver of perfect gifts. If you struggle with comparison, one of the things that you need to realize, first of all, and personally, and even with imposter syndrome, you need to remember what Psalms 139.14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Does your soul know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Does your soul know that God has placed you where you are to serve and to lead and to reach boys and girls with the gospel? And he's put you there for a wonderful purpose and plan that only you can accomplish. And he's going to give you everything you need. Whatever you have is what you need. Embrace it. Be creative with it. And let God bless it, my friends. Trust him for it. He's got this. What's an amazing thing is that we can just trust him for all these things. Because he reminds us in Hebrews 13 that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Psalms 23 reminds us that we shall not want, but he causes us to lie down in green pastures to be content. Listen, if you're comparing yourself and your ministry to lots of other things, one of the things you need to do is let go of what you think you want and need and let God provide. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go out and ask for help and you can't dream of more. I'm not telling you don't do that. But I'm saying if you're comparing to someone else and what they have or what, they ha what they're doing, that's where the problem creeps in. You need to realize that God will and has equipped you as a leader. Stop comparing yourself to somebody else's leadership. Stop comparing the, yourself to somebody else's programs. What God has called you to do is what God has called you to do. And you're not on the same mission as somebody else. So stop. Don't be critical of it. Don't judge them. It's amazing how cynical we get of others because of what they're doing and how they're doing it. 
know, learn from each other and grow from each other, share ideas with each other, help each other and build each other up for the sake of the gospel. But don't compare yourself with each other because comparison creates disunity and division and ugliness. It serves the flesh instead of the spirit. So comparison and imposter syndrome, two things that can get pretty ugly if left unchecked. But praise God, we have a Holy Spirit who pokes at our hearts and lets us know when we've, we're going in the wrong direction and gives us the opportunity to repent and turn around and renew ourselves and to renew our mind. Remember, verse 3 says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance to what the measure of faith God has given you. And just as each one of us has one body with many members, and so these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Man, embrace that. Love that. Because that's God's perfect plan for you and me. My brothers and sisters, I pray over you to find that peace. That you don't have to be someone else that you're not. That you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. That you will find your course Find your gifts, find your talents and abilities, embrace them in the spirit and walk in them and leave the rest up to God. And when he blesses you or someone you know, celebrate with all of heaven the blessings of God. And when you lack Trust God because he's going to provide in ways that you can't even imagine. Well, I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've gotten something out of it. If you did, would you step into the, the you know, take a moment and jump over into the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group and under the podcast, just leave a comment. I'm going to give you that one challenge if you're listening to this episode. How do you battle the imposter syndrome. How have you find that you can overcome comparison? What's a scripture that you claim to? Leave a comment. I just might pick somebody and bless them because you took a moment to do that. I hope you'll share this podcast with somebody else in ministry. And again, if you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, come on over, apply to join the group, but please answer the questions because we want you to do that. If you need help, um, maybe you're getting stuck in, in, in ministry. Maybe you're just struggling. Well, check out KMC Coaching and actually check up in the Facebook group. We've got some new coaching groups that are starting as part of KMC Coaching, and we want to get you set up for the fall. And we're starting some brand new KMC Mastermind Groups. Now, Mastermind Group is a group that wants to reach a higher level. Come together once a month for a 90-minute call where we can really hash out and go in-depth 
to brainstorm and to dream and to find positive and solid solutions that everybody can work on. If you're interested in one of those groups, check out, check out the Facebook group, uh, check out kmccoach.net. There's information there that you're going to find available where you can sign up for one of these groups. We even have some special scholarships. So if you mention you've heard this on the podcast, uh, there could be a scholarship waiting for you to bless you to make this a nice affordable thing for you. But let me tell you, I've joined a couple mastermind groups and it's an investment financially. But when I put skin in the game, I get a lot more out of it. I work at it, I contribute, and I receive huge blessings, more than I put in financially. So I would challenge you, maybe try something like that this year. Put your growth in first place and say, hey, I want to grow. I want to develop. Let me tell you, it's helped me beat down the comparison monster and the imposter syndrome. Think about it. Maybe you're struggling with burnout and hurt and you need a, a, a break. You need a retreat. I want you to check out restoringleaders.org because we've got some retreat dates that'll be getting posted on there. Sign up for our mailing list. Uh, you'll be hearing about that and my new book that's coming out real soon, Valleys Over Mountaintops. Can't wait to share it with everybody. So that's it for this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Again, I'm Tom Bump. I'm here to serve you. If, you, if I can help you with anything, please reach out. God bless you. Stay tuned for another episode of the KMC real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.